Tom Ricketts wrote a letter to fans. We go paragraph by paragraph now. You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alongside Sam Holber, I'm Matt Cozy. Please support the show by following on your preferred audio platform. I just updated my phone, finally, for the first time in about two years. Apple Podcast is phenomenal. I was really missing out the last couple of years. And you can watch, subscribe, and leave a comment on YouTube. Thanks so much for making us your first listen. Sam and I are lifelong fans, taking our passion into discussion with you on all things Cubs. Sam, we're going to break down the Tom Ricketts letter. It's good to be with you for a Monday episode. How was your weekend? Matthew, I appreciate you asking me that as you take your sip of water out of the same glass. I, uh, it's amazing, Jerry. I have a pretty big announcement to make. And um, I'm doing it live on the show. Well, not live. That's an incorrect comment. Right. But I'm doing it on the show. And I, I haven't told you what it is yet. And, you know, it is the off season, And in the off season, I do think this show has a, a little bit of a, a rightful trend to get off the rails a bit. So, yeah, you know, we we'll get to Ricketts. Excited about that. <laughs> but um, I just want to make an announcement. I had a very, very unplanned weekend, right? Did a lot of stuff around the house, got caught up on some work stuff. And as you know, when, when you have a lot of time on your hands in October at home, the TV just tends to turn to American football. Uh. And, and I just want to say, I just want to make one announcement. I watched a couple, a couple things Saturday and of course the beloved on Sunday. And I just want to say this, everyone listen closely on this Monday. I, Sam Olber officially might not like football anymore. Um, I really was not entertained at all this weekend by anything that I watched. It didn't matter if it was my team, your team, somebody else's team. I was bored and, 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 and I almost dozed off. Wow. And, that and, is big news. And, and, and when, when I get to a solo show, my next solo show, I'm going to be talking about the baseball playoff structure and my problem. And I might even peek into just, overall some sports problems right now because yeah. all the analytics and all the numbers it's supposed to be played the best it's ever been and i am not entertained one bit let's get into the show wow and i do i do wonder if uh if that's going to change when basketball season rolls along for oh. you uh because you put blanket on all sports there just a second ago you no, started you're right. with football no you're right i'm, I'm nerd I, I think i'm starting to transition a little i yeah, wonder I think, about that yeah I think and so. uh if you haven't checked out the miles master Boney interview that sam did please do that from friday's episode go back and listen and or watch that was fantastic and I don't think Justin Fields might he might not play again this year. He might not play for the Bears ever again. <laughs> well, no, all right. Let's get to the Ricketts stuff. Okay, here we go. All right. Cubs owner Tom Ricketts uh, did pen a letter to fans last week. And uh, uh Iowa Hawkeyes football six and one. And um And they're not fun to watch either, by the way. <laughs> 
It's like six watching paint one. dry. Six and one with like six total touchdowns. On oh, somebody finds somebody to get more than 11 yards. He broke down a lot of different things here. I have uh, multiple paragraphs in front of me. We're going to try to go paragraph by paragraph. And then I also have a big announcement that I haven't told Sam yet. Oh. Tom Ricketts himself is going to be on this show later this episode. That's going to be in the third segment, so please stay tuned. Tom Ricketts himself will be joint joining us. Yeah, well, the the audio folks couldn't hear, couldn't see the air quotes, so don't get to, don't pull over if you're listening on your way to work. Keep driving, Cubs fans. This wasn't the way we wanted the season to end, and every year we miss the playoffs is a difficult one. However, this season where we dug ourselves an early hole and then played as well as anyone in the league only to fall just short of our goal was particularly disappointing. That said, we took a major step forward in 2023 and looked to build on it for next season. That's the opening paragraph from the Cubs owner who has completely transformed the area around the ballpark and uh, Gallagher Way and Hotel Zachary and just a phenomenal scene down there now around the stadium and uh, and the renovations in the stadium as well were very, very nice. So let me skip a couple paragraphs here. Can I interrupt you for one second? Oh, yeah, please. Does any of those renovations or any of those things around the ballpark, did any of them hit 45 home runs? Or do you have to go pay for that? You have to go acquire that. Got that. Or develop. Right, right. One of the two. The Bears haven't won a playoff game since I was uh, young enough to not be behind a wheel legally. Go ahead. What also happened for the team (laughs) this year was the emergence of a new core and a new identity. Ricketts brings up Justin Steele, brings up Seiya Suzuki's final two months, brings up Ian Happ's walks. Brings up Dansby Swanson and Nico Horner's defense and brings up Cody Bellinger. Those are the, the, the dudes that he named dropped. Now, here's the kicker, and the mm. Cubs put it in bold. Our goal is to win championships. While we are encouraged by many of the individual performances this year, almost making the playoffs is not a success. As an organization, we need to build on our progress and become a team that can finish the race. To do that, we will continue to be active this offseason to supplement our roster and look for contributions from our pipeline of elite, homegrown talent. Sam? Uh, I, um... Hey, he wants to win championships, and... and to his no. credit, they, they've won one. No, I know. I, look, here's my thing. Everything sounds great. They're going to be active this offseason. No, everything sounds great. If they're not, that's going to be a major problem, and, and we will discuss that on the show if, they, if they're not active. Everything – look, you know me, Matt. Everybody everybody that watches the show regularly knows me at this point. I just I, – yeah. projections, statements, letters – I just care about one thing. thing. At the end of the ninth inning, who has more runs? 
if it's us 90 times and we're playing in the playoffs, then you could write a letter every day for all I care. Right. It sounds great. Great for Tom and the Ricketts family. I hope he puts his his money where his mouth is and spends big this offseason so we could put out a team where when we do the 85 different projection shows every every other day leading up to the season, that our over-under is, is at least in the high 80s as a ball club, which should be at least – two, three wins higher than, than the rest of the Central. And don't forget this, Matt, and we must report this on the show. Uh, the, the Texan, the ace, uh, Milwaukee Brewer, Brandon Woodruff, might not pitch a game in the 2023 season. That, or 2024, excuse me. Wow. That is already a massive, massive development in that the is. National League Central. This division should be ours. Go get enough players so it is. And then you could supplement Gallagher way all you want. We could go to – they're opening up a crumble cookie right over there down down no, the street. I no, saw they're not. Yeah, I saw it. I was there. Remember, I was there back-to-back days when we beat Colorado. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, whatever, whatever you want to do around the stadium. Look. My goal is to win a championship every year, but next year we must win the Central. I think with this episode, Sam, it's yeah. fair to keep reminding about that. Yeah. And there's going to be news that pops up. There's going to be moves by the Cubs. There's going to be moves by other teams. But that is such a reasonable goal. It is. And I have a request as a listener you tease that you're going to talk the playoff format. I would be curious to hear your thoughts later this week. Yes. About if we should view the regular season differently. Yeah. And then what happens when we get to the playoffs? Because it's part of it. going to be part of it. Okay, good. Yeah, it's for sure. Because part of Ricketts it. talks about the key to winning championships is consistently competing for a place in the postseason. I think that has raised a level of importance. Consistent competitiveness. Are you in the mix every summer? Are you in the mix every fall? Well, it's Is almost it really yeah. more of the experience over the 162 and the competition. And then when you get to the tournament, which is like a tournament now, it's like March, it's like October madness. No, and it's because that's and, and, and that's the problem. Oh, okay. It's too random. It's baseball's problem. Yes. Okay. But yes, to um, your point, to your point, the definition now to me about a great organization isn't as much about titles now as it is about just the teams that are in there every year. The Rays, exactly right. you, you can you can make a case the Rays are the third best organization since the calendar slipped to 2016, let's say. They haven't won one World Series. And the Dodgers are, are number two, and they've right. won one. Listen, <laughs> since think- two... Wait, since two thousand, since the Giants in two thousand fourteen. So fi- I'm just doing this off the top of my head. Yeah, F- fifteen Royals, sixteen Cubbies, seventeen Houston, eighteen Red Sox, nineteen Nats, twenty Dodgers, twenty one Braves, twenty two Astros. The Astros are the only team to win more than one. Right. It's become very, very arbitrary. Well, and people, yeah, and I, I think that raising a banner of a division title is significant. It absolutely is. There, there's, there's too many games for not for it to be made fun of. Why did I get so close to the mic when I said? That? Uh, I don't know, but um, yeah. So interesting conversation there. And yeah. and anything else on the letter? 
Well, yeah, we do. Yeah. We're oh, going to okay. get to that. Did, did, did Ricketts mention Strowman in it? Coming up next. Hmm. No, he didn't. Hmm. Or should he? Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. For example, Iowa Northwestern play in a few weeks at Wrigley Field. I will be in attendance, and you can get tickets to that game. And you don't have to do it now. You can wait closer to kickoff if you want. But, folks, if you want to see the eventual Big Ten West champion, as now I get a little bit nervous saying that out loud into existence, you could go to Wrigley. You could go to the house of the Cubs. You could go to the house of Ricketts and see them play a lowly Northwestern club. Snag the tickets without the stress of game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use code Locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account. Redeem code Locked on MLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed with Game Time. We continue the Tom Ricketts letter here on Locked on Cubs, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. After the championships, paragraph or two. He says, our future is bright. Recent investments in our player development organization are beginning to pay off. And our farm system is ranked among the top five in MLB. After several years, we failed to produce impactful pitching. This season, young arms made significant contributions to the team, both starting and relief roles. Uh, Yeah, I guess the latter is true. While we anticipate further success from our current players, we also see a strong pipeline of pitching prospects on the horizon. That's twice now he's used the word pipeline. And he name drops Pete Crow Armstrong as the minor league defensive player of the year that the Cubs now have six players in MLB.com's top 100 prospect list. Sam, I do think there's, there's truth to that about having a pipeline to the farm system. But again, how does that help the team win? You could have all the great rankings in the world. Are you using these these dudes as assets to acquire big league talent? No. Are you gonna be are you gonna have trepidation this winter to go get Soto or go get Alonzo? By the way, I had a great conversation with Kaz this weekend about Alonzo. He thinks he would flourish with the Cubs. And shout out Kaz. Are you are you going to be able to make those deals? Are you going to be able to part ways with prospects? And then when these dudes come up, are they going to get on base? Are they going to make a big pitch? Are they going to make the routine play? So I, I, I'm, I'm catching with what you're saying about, hey, it's easier said than done. We can write about it. But also, where is the evidence, right? Yeah, I think it's more when he uses the word pipeline. I think it's just about collecting assets, right? right. So you, you, have. Have, you have a bunch of assets now. They either need to start performing at the big league level, or they start need they need to turn into players who will. And 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 now they've they've finished that. I think 2023 was really the last kind of transition year. I think starting in 2024, you're going to see them be more aggressive, right? You're going right. to see, okay, you know what? If so and so is not hitting and he's still a highly touted prospect, let's go. 
get him out. Let's get somebody in here. It's in. You're going to see the Cubs make a big trade this offseason. I don't want to guarantee it, but I'll do the the, the step under it. And, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to include some really big prospect names. And people are going to be like, well, what did they build this for? Why did they do this? That's why. I've said this yeah. ever since we've had a show. Rebuilding isn't just about getting young prospects and then having come up in the league. It's building trade value so you could go after a guy like Juan Soto or Pete Alonso or or whoever else you know you need to get after. And I just want to say, um, lately, you've been doing a really great job with the ad reads. And I just want to comment on one thing. I'm not somebody that likes to take a lot of pills, especially for sleeping. I'm not a melatonin guy, so I might go to that Iowa-Northwestern game. <laughs> oh, okay. You know what I mean? Let me know uh, if you're interested. Yeah, no, just, you know, get some much-needed rest in. Yeah, I, I, I like <laughs> what he's saying about the system. Yeah. It is a good system. Right. In 2024, even this winter into 2024 is going to be pivotal. Pivotal. As it has been in terms of, okay, what's happened at the big league level? Because it was the simultaneous thing. It was, all right, develop and be competitive. Now, to me, it's not only competitive, it's just content. Right. And look, I, I hate doing this because it's really it's really not an apples-to-apples apples comp, but – you look at the off seasons when they started to become good again, right? Before the, you know, in oh. the fifth, in, in the off season heading into 15, they signed Lester, right? That was their big, Hey, we're a credible team. This past year was Dansby. Obviously that's a step down, maybe three, but, but it's still the same type of thing. But then, and obviously it's different because that team won 97 games, this team won 83. And then they went out, they got Hayward. That turned out, that didn't turn out well. They got Zobrist, right? in a trade that was a pretty big move and then at the deadline was the biggest one they went and traded for Roldis Chapman I think this season it's gonna have to be you know at least two major major guys coming in and then they have to really execute and this is where David Ross comes in they have to really execute in spring training and identify the correct relievers so they don't lose a bunch of games in April and May like they did last year because Fulmer and Boxberger are closing. So they're good enough at the deadline. And then if they're good enough at the deadline, they'll go get that shutdown guy. And, and that will be their team heading in. And as you've seen this October, and I can't say it enough, as the Rangers and Astros are currently playing a game of America's pastime as we speak, I, I, can't, I can't emphasize it enough. Yes, being great every year is the easiest way to do it, but just getting there is really a huge thing. You just never know. The 84-win Arizona Diamondbacks on Monday night are going to be playing for the National League Championship, right? Crazy. And they won 84 games because they beat us six out of seven times. So you want to build a team. It's a two-way street. You want to build a team that is very good and very consistent year after year so you could be identified as a good organization. And then you also want to build a team that has playoff characteristics. You look at the Phillies, for example, because the Phillies, I think, are starting to become a team that has the reputation of, man, this team really flourishes in October. Well, why? Well, Bryce Harper's a big game performer. Yeah. Kyle Schwarber's Huge. always – Kyle Schwarber, he hasn't hit well yet, but he's always hit well under the bright lights. Castellanos is a gamer. None of these guys had great regular seasons at all, but they elevate. And then you look at the pitching. Wheeler misses a lot of bats, right? Nola has always proven to pitch well in October. Ranger Suarez is another guy, and they like their bullpen. So 
it, it's that type of thing you have to get to. And the Cubs, you know, the Cubs do have a ways to go to get that type of roster happening. Yeah. But I do think I do think they're they're not more than one major good offseason away. Yeah, at this point, it's, it, I think it could just take this offseason, depending on what happens. Right. Aaron Nola, by the way, is a free agent this winter. Free. Um, and at some point, I would like to break down the Rangers roster just because they had such an ascension. Yeah, Nate, well, they spent uh, a lot of money. They've spent so much. And so is Philly. And, and they made a lot of trades. And that's the fascinating thing. Like, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's very unpredictable. Texas and right. Philly, they've spent a lot of money, and they are four wins away from meeting each other in the world championship. And then the Mets and Padres spent a ton of money, and they stunk this year. So, you know, like Jed always said, it, it's True. about how you spend it. But I do yeah, think the Cubs right. have to. I do think the Cubs have to take a step forward this offseason. I mean, they should be in the top five to seven in payroll. Yeah, they really should. They really should, especially you know, with, if they lose Bellinger, then they then they have to get two major guys. Yeah, we'll ask Tom about that in a couple of minutes. Final section here: three paragraphs underneath, and then a closing statement. Uh, Tom Rickett says we respect our past, and then gives a shout out to Wrigley. A shout out to the Cubs Hall of Famers. Uh, shout Did out. Give to a shout out the, to Sosa or no? No. No. Uh, shout out to what the Cubs are now calling Statue Row, which is very appropriate. There's only about ten players on there. And Pat Hughes. What Statue Row mean? So Ryan Sandberg is joining Ernie Banks, Fergie Jenkins, Ron Sano, Billy and Billy Williams, all having right. statues. All right. Okay. What does that uh, not? Um, and Harry Carey, right? Yeah, Harry Carey, and then Pat Hughes uh, gets gets a recognition as well as he should. Final paragraph. While the pain from our season finish still lingers, Comma. we know it's time to move forward, and we can say with confidence that the future of the Cubs is bright. Our experience this season will strengthen our organization. And we are positive we'll arrive at spring training with an edge and desire to finish the race in 2024. Thank you to each and every Cubs fan for your continued support. Tom. I'd like to see George McCaskey write a midseason letter like that. What will that consist of? Coming up next, we asked some questions for Tom Ricketts. And who knows, maybe uh, another executive or perhaps a manager. (laughs) <laughs> as well we gotta we're just gonna have to wait and see stay tuned today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel <laughs> October baseball is back and you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel America's number one sports book join FanDuel today and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet, just visit FanDuel.com slash on to create your new account. Then you can get in on the action from the first pitch until the final out. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game. I would like to see, personally, Rangers-Phillies fall classic. Me too. If the diamond if the Diamondbacks get swept, that's okay by me. <laughs> me too. If the Astros get swept, that'd be huge. But 
you know, even a Rangers win. I, you know what I like? I like these clutch moments. Anything that you could bet on with Bryce Harper, with Corey Seager, do it right now. And not Dansby Swanson. And you don't have to wait the whole game to get a win. You could predict what will happen in the next at-bat with quick bets. So head on over to fanduel.com slash locked on right now. Step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network and Major League Baseball. Well, to close out this Monday episode, we do have Tom Ricketts joining us here on the show. Oh, and I believe that Sam, I heard you have a question for Tom Ricketts. Are you gonna are you are you gonna play Tom or what do you what would you like to do? Well, I'd like to ask the questions. Let's do that. Well, I have a few. Um Mr. Ricketts, Tom, if I can. No, I this appreciate is, you having me. Yeah, this is uh Sam Olber here from Locked On Cubs. And my <laughs> first question is <laughs> And my first question is, no, no, I no, I am credentialed. Thank you. Um, my first question is, is a lot of talk this offseason, Tom, about Cody Bellinger. What is he going to command and what, you know, wh- what type of money are you going to spend? So my question is, is there a set number you have in the budget, in the checkbook for a guy like Cody Bellinger, where you say, all right, this is what he's worth and I'm not going to compete with those New York Yankees? Or are, are, are the... Are the pockets open for a guy like Bellinger? Whatever you say, he's going to get. And do you feel confident he'll be a Cub in 2024? When Jed and his office feel like we're ready to spend, we have the resources to do so. We've invested in the neighborhood around the park. We've invested in Gallagher Way. We've invested in the rooftops, right? which most people forget. Right. We've made improvements. <laughs> nobody's food. Nobody's forgotten. Tom. Drink, <laughs> tickets, seating in the stadium itself. We've put up not one but two video boards. We have our own TV channel. We have the resources and the revenue to get this done. So if Jed feels like Cody Bellinger is that person to pay or somebody else, he has the resources to do it. We know that Bellinger brought power. We know he brought clutch hitting. We know that he hit over 300. We we expect competition for that player's services, but we expect to be in the mix. But again, that's up to Jed and his office. Tom, yeah, I really appreciate the long answer, even though it didn't really address much that I asked. I only have one more follow-up for you on this okay. uh, uh, kind of, gloomy October Sunday night and one of the one of the reasons it is gloomy is because our Cubs are no longer playing and you even mentioned in your letter letter, that right it it was a you know it was not a success so my question to you Tom is how do you explain to your millions and millions of fans like myself out there that drive to the park pay about I don't know 50 some odd bucks to park you eat before the stadium 
you have your ticket. And then, of course, if you want to hang out around the area after and maybe stay at one of your hotels and, and you know, the big one well, across the, one hotel. Well, yeah, the hotel, I just didn't want to. Yeah, I didn't want to single it out. But, yeah, you want to stay out at Hotel Zachary and, and you look up after one night at Wrigley Field and you're out about $3,627. And this team only won 83 ball games. You know, how do you how do you explain to the fans it costs that much to enjoy a night at Wrigley, but 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 you may be too cheap to extend Juan Soto. Well, I, I'm not sure where the question is there, but I respect I respect your opinion as a fan. Do you? As you know, I walk around the park many times this summer and interact with fans. I have the pulse of the fans, and I feel throughout. It doesn't make any sense. Most of the years, you know, I talk with fans. I talk with Ronnie Woo Woo oh. on the corner of Clark and Addison. I take pictures with fans whenever they want. You're not running for president, Tom. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't exactly remember your original question, but. Well, it had, a, nothing, to, it had nothing to do with taking pictures of, with Ronnie Woo Woo. I think you're paying for the experience. You know, we realize that. The experience at Wrigley Field and with the Cubs, while it may be on the higher end, we believe it's a very valuable experience, one that will create a lifetime of memories. Wow. Uh, congratulations to your PR staff for reading that off for you. But look, guys, in all seriousness, it's a bit. I know Tom's going to spend some money. I know we're just having some fun. It's a bleak Sunday night. A lot of scaries. And if you're listening right now, you know, hopefully Monday the sun will be out. Yeah, finally was out Sunday for the first time in about 10, 12 days. Yep. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to this week. Coming up this week, Sam, we are going to talk Juan Soto. Yep. We're going to talk a little playoffs. We're going to start our awards. Our awards and our grades. Uh, So that should be good. And uh, we'll go from there. Hopefully not a lot of Bears talk. And, and you know, I mean, hopefully there's an award somewhere in there for the campaign that Luis Torrens had. Okay. Thank you so much for checking out this edition of Locked On Cubs. You give us 20 to 30 minutes, and we'll give you all things Cubs with a laugh or two along the way. Be sure to hit subscribe on YouTube and smash the like button for the algorithm. And shout out to the audio peeps on Apple, Spotify, Sirius XM and more. He's Sam Olber. I'm Matt Cozy. This is Lockdown Cubs.